One of the things that we decided right off the bat when we started this podcast was we would not let just anybody sponsor us. To get on here and be a sponsor, you have to share the same values and you have to have the same heart uh, as we do. And you have to be providing something that's very important to us. And coffee is very important to us. And that's why we've been very happy to have Juniper Mountain Trading Post Coffee as our personal sponsors here on the channel. They're the company that provides all the coffee for the school. It's the coffee that we drink personally at home. And, uh, and we're very, very happy. They're a family-owned company that does everything themselves. And they have the same standards and the same heart that we do. So if you're looking for a, a quality coffee company, uh, go to junipermountaincoffee.com. And when you check out, make sure that you plug in and type in Dry Creek, all one word, for a 10% discount. Dwayne here, Dry Creek Wrangler School. It's in the evening and sitting out here in the tag shed. Got a fire going in the wood stove. Got a good, good cigar going here. We, as you know, if you follow the channel, we turn the horses out for the winter up on the lease. And so we don't have any horses here on the place. And uh, we expected the winter to get bad like it normally does in Wyoming. Uh, and so instead of spending a bunch of money on $10 a bale square bales, feeding the horses down here, we put them out on the lease. And, uh, and then the weather hasn't turned bad. And we're starting to miss the horses. Deanna's saying, maybe we ought to get a couple and bring them back down here. And we might do that. But today is December 30th. So we're looking back over the year and I'm just sitting out here thinking and, and, uh, so I want to do three things that are an enemy to your horse or your child. All right. Three things that will harm your relationship with both your horse and your child. In a lot of ways, horses are like children. Okay. Um, and, uh, so I was just sitting here pondering over this and thinking over it. We raised seven children, uh, my wife and I, and now we've got five grandkids and number six is, um, in the oven, so to speak. And, uh, so three things that we learned raising children that holds true across the board with dealing with your horses. Number one, and this is a big one. Okay. This is a big one. Boredom is your enemy. Boredom is your en enemy. One of the things we learned with our children when they were growing up is to keep them occupied. Now, part of keeping them occupied is to teach them to occupy themselves. All right. And that did not mean setting them down in front of a television or in front of a video. And you absolutely, if you've got any common decency at all, you don't want to put your children in front of that. Uh, today, in today's day and age, it's way worse now than when my kids were growing up. Um, but children, if you're not careful, they will learn they have to be, somebody has to entertain me. Somebody has to engage me. And when they get bored, when they're not engaged, um, they they stop tracking, all right? And they start looking. They start looking for something to get into, but usually it's, it's not a good direction. 
And children, especially at certain ages when they're young, they're, they're learning, they're growing, they're trying to figure out the boundaries, they're trying to figure out who they are, they're trying to figure out the world. And so they're always testing everything. And if you don't direct that, you're going to wind up with trouble. And that holds true in school too. Um, I am not, okay, I'm not a proponent of today's modern school system. And I don't mean what they're teaching. That's a whole different subject, but I mean the way they're doing it. Your average normal boy is not designed to sit at a desk for eight hours a day with a break in between here and there. Their brains aren't like that. They're not set up that way. And a lot of times what you wind up with a, with a child that has been diagnosed with ADHD and uh, he don't have ADHD. He's got KIDD. All right. He's a kid and uh, he's bored. He's bored out of his mind. And so he starts misbehaving and that misbehavior is not out of meanness. It's not out of um, petulance. It's just out of boredom. Okay. Your horse is the same way, all right? Your horse will get bored, especially if you have a, a discipline. By discipline, I mean uh, dressage, jumping, running barrels, whatever it is. And so you're going to train them to do that. And so you go out there every day in the arena and run patterns in the arena run patterns, run patterns, and, and or go out there and right leg on, left rein up, and go around and bend the barrel, bend the barrel, bend the barrel. And after a while, your horse just stops cooperating and sh just shuts down. Uh, your horse isn't being mean. Your horse isn't stupid. It's not that your horse doesn't understand what it is you're asking them to do. They're bored out of their mind. All right. And just like we, there are certain things that I do that I thoroughly enjoy that would bore a lot of you. Uh, and certain things you do that would bore me. We're different. We're all different. And your horse is the same way. Your horse is an individual. And some horses are just bored by certain activities. It does not engage their mind. It's not a challenge to them. They do not enjoy it. They're not having fun. And so, and we put it down as bad behavior, just like we do with our children. We're like, this child is behaving badly. Well, maybe they are, but maybe that's just out of boredom because we are trying to shove them outside of their natural path. And so, so some horses, I have horses, I have a horse right now. Okay. Um, that bay mare that I started, Ray, that I've been working, she, she's bored. All right. She's up, turned out on the pasture for the winter. We're going to start over in the spring, but she don't like trail riding. She don't like to do it. She just shuts down. She's, I don't see a point in this. I don't see a purpose in this. Just following along, do it. And so I try to go out wide and go around stuff and make, because I, you know, I understood what her situation is. But most of her life, her youth, her training before she came here was working cattle. She was, she's been put on the flag learning cutting and she's roped and stuff. I don't have a lot of cattle to work here. We gather some cattle, we push some cattle, but that's where her background was. 
So when it comes to just getting on and riding out across the ranch, she gets bored. And when she gets bored, she can get a little testy, okay? And so I can't put that down as meanness or bad behavior. I have to understand that it's boredom. And so I have to find ways to let her go out there. You, you say, Dwayne, I, I go to saddle my horse and we go to leave and my horse, he just stops. He don't, he don't, he don't want to go. He just stands there. Now there's herd bound and there's barn shower. There's all that. But sometimes they're like, we do this same thing. We go out there for one hour. We take this path. We go down there. We walk around down there and we walk back to the barn. I've done it a thousand times. I don't want to do it anymore. It's boring. I don't want to do it. And so sometimes what you can do to get your horse out of that situation is to put them on something totally new. Introduce them to something totally new, totally different, where they have to stop and look at it and think about it. Uh, obstacle courses. We, we're going to set one up here this year. We had one in Tennessee. We didn't have one this year we just finished, but for this coming year, we're going to set one up. And I've had horses that when you set up obstacle horses where they need to start backing uh, down in between logs and they start opening and closing gates and they start pushing a huge, one of these big, huge blow up balls around and, and they'll come to life. They'll come to life because they're not bored anymore. Okay. Um, so that's first thing. All right. There's a whole lot, but I'm, I'm just going to cover three. The second thing is, Yelling at your horse is no more effective than yelling at your kid. All right. Now this is, as a father, I was a very strict disciplinarian. Um, and I was far more hot headed than I needed to be. And I, and to my chagrin, uh, to my regret, my very deep regret, um, I was, I was quite, I was quite the yeller. Uh, with my kids at the time and it was counterproductive. Now I don't mean let them do whatever they want. All right. But, and yelling at your horse doesn't have to be verbal. All right. Yelling at your horse doesn't mean you're verbally yelling. It means you're yanking with your hands. Uh, it means you're kicking with your feet. It means you're, you're getting loud with your motion and sometimes with your words. And it's counterproductive. It's counterproductive. You'll do one of two things with your child and with your horse. They'll shut down out of defense. They'll just shut down. Okay? And uh, it's a defensive thing. And we caused it. All right? And, uh, or they'll meet the aggression with aggression. It depends on their personality depends on our personality. And, uh, I've had horses before that become very, that became very aggressive and they were aggressive because I was aggressive. I taught them aggression. They come into this world. They don't know how to respond. They're not born with that knowledge. So we teach them how to respond. And if we ask them to do something and they don't quite get it. And so we get a little bit more aggressive than we need to be. Then we teach them, oh, so the answer is aggression. And the reason I know answer is aggression because that's your answer. And I'm going to learn my answer from you. 
And so horses become aggressive because we're aggressive. They cease to be patient because we're not patient. Our horse isn't thoughtful because we're not thoughtful. And the same with our children. Our children um, will be loud and aggressive and combative and hot-headed because we've taught them that's how you approach life. Because we taught them that's how you approach conflict. That's how you approach a difference of view, a difference of opinion. Um, and so yelling at your kid, your child, yelling at your horse, it doesn't work. It's the same across the board. Now, the third thing is the other side of that coin. There has to be boundaries. The other mistake we made, both with the child and with the horse, is we don't set clear boundaries with clear, calm um, results for crossing those boundaries. Okay? With a child, it's like, no, we don't do that. If you do that, this is the result. Okay? And, and then they do it. And so we administer the result. Now, whatever it is, okay, your your child, your deal, where it's grounding, grounding them, taking away this, not doing this, whatever your thing is, okay. Uh, but there has to be boundaries. And a lot of times, and with the horses the same way, we don't do that. If you do that, then I'm going to take this lead rope on this halter and I'm going to bump, bump, bump. Well, they don't like that. They don't want that. Okay, I'm not talking about screaming and yelling and slamming. I'm just like, bump, bump, bump. Okay, we're not doing that. We don't do that. Or you do that, okay, well, then you're going you're gonna to do some circles here. Calm, quiet, deliberate, but you're going to do some circles. Why? Because I set a boundary and you stepped across that boundary. Now, to a lot of people, it's counterintuitive. It's counter, they, they don't understand that. But listen, if I am a six-year-old child, all right. And this is my dad. Okay. I have a six year old child and I look at my dad and my dad is six foot tall. He's 190 pounds. He's, he's very masculine. He's very, all right. And I, I don't, I don't have the thought and at that age to be able to actually put it in words, but this is instinctively, this is how I feel. I'm going to start misbehaving, searching for the boundaries because I have to know there's boundaries. And if my dad will not enforce the boundaries, I become insecure. So then my acting out is due to insecurity from a lack of boundaries. Dwayne, how does that work? If I'm six years old, my dad or my mom, they are my protection. They are my world. Okay. Um, my dad is the one who's going to protect me from the big, bad world. Bad people can't hurt me because of my dad. If bad people come in and try to do bad things, my dad can stop them. It's the old, my dad can beat up your dad. Okay. But after a while, if we don't set boundaries and calmly enforce those boundaries, our child will instinctively say, I'm six years old. I'm three foot tall. And my dad can't control me. 
And if my dad can't control me and keep me from doing bad things, how's he going to control another bad person, a grown-up, an adult, and keep them from doing bad things to me? And they become insecure because they do not have a security over them who exudes calm confidence. I know what is right. I know what is wrong. I know what is good behavior. I know what is poor behavior. And I, I will not allow poor behavior. I will deal with it. Whether it's with a six-year-old, a 16-year-old, or a 26-year-old, or a 60-year-old, it doesn't matter. There are boundaries, and you will not cross those boundaries. And the child will gain great security in knowing. Now, from time to time, they'll test those boundaries. Make sure they're still there. Are they still there? Is the boundary still there? Oh, it's still there. You will have a very calm, very secure child. And you say, Dwayne, I'm I'm my I'm my child's best friend. We're buddies, and and I'm a very permissive parent, and they, they can do this and that, and they just act up all the time. They're so ungrateful. No, they're so insecure. They're so insecure. And your horse is the same way. A lot of times, your horse acts up because your horse is insecure. Now, remember, your horse is a herd animal. All right, they have that natural pecking order. You take a horse. That's why when people bring their own horses to the school, we make sure that they have a total separate pen. We never dump their horse in with our horses. All right. And when we buy a new horse, we'll put them in a separate pen on the other side of a fence from our horses for a few days so they can get to know each other, but they're over a fence. All right. So there's some protection because their natural instinct is we have to know who is the alpha in this herd. If there's danger comes, who's going to lead us? All right. If if we're out in a big pasture and a wolf comes, who's going to make that first initial decision that we're in danger, we need to run away, or we're going to fight, or we're going to do whatever? We have to know who's the alpha. All right. And the way the alpha horse lets everybody know that they're the alpha is that alpha horse sets boundaries. And doles out discipline when the other horses cross those boundaries. So when you have that, you have a calm herd. Calm from what? From security. And then so when you come in and you set boundaries, all right? No, we're not doing that. And then you use, and then so they step across the boundary. Maybe at first because they don't know. But after a while, every once in a while, they'll test to see if the boundary's still there. And you're like, no, I told you we're not going to do that. That's one of the reasons when my horse is on a halter, they don't graze. It's a boundary, okay? They don't whinny at the other horses, especially if they're under saddle and I'm riding. They don't whinny at the other horses. That's a boundary. You don't do that, all right? And people say, Dwayne, you have very calm, not deadhead horses. I got just about any of my horses you can jump on and go out and work cattle and do. I mean, you can go. You can do what you need to do. But if you're just riding, um, they're very calm. They're very calm. They're not calm from being deadheads. They're calm because they're very secure. And they're very secure because they know where the boundaries are. And they know, they know that if they cross those boundaries, there is an alpha who is going to put them back inside of the boundary, which means there is an alpha that is going to keep others who do not belong in that boundary 
outside of that boundary. And so they're very secure. All right. Horses and children. There's really not a whole lot of difference. I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, th this will illustrate it. And I may have told this before. I I'm getting at that age. We tell our stories over and over again. The fellow, the one fellow who taught me more about horses in my life in person than anybody else by far, um, was an old cowboy in Kansas, uh, called him Ace. And I had seven little kids at home and, but I was just learning to start colts and break horses. And, and he was, he was working with me a lot. He was teaching me a lot. He was basically at an older age, he had got remarried and had a child. Um, when he was up in years and he was starting all over. And, uh, so, and he was having, he was trying to figure this whole fatherhood thing out to do it properly. And I was trying to figure this whole horsemanship thing out to do it properly. And uh, one day he, his, his little boy was like six or seven, I think. And, uh, something had come up and he was so frustrated. We were down in the round pen. We were so, he was so frustrated. He's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I'm just too old to do it. And I stopped him and I said, Hey, anybody that can train horses like you do can raise a child. And he, he stopped me, thought about it. And he's like, you know what? You're right. Well, a few weeks later we were down there and I was working with a horse and, and I wasn't connecting with that horse and the horse was, we, we weren't Jihan and, and I was getting frustrated and he stopped. He said, Dwayne, Dwayne, stop, stop. I stopped around. He said, anybody that can raise seven children like you have can train a horse. Okay. Human decency. It doesn't matter if it's with a child or with a horse. Wisdom. Patience. Discipline boundaries, calmness. These are good human characteristics. And life responds to those, whether it's your child or your horse. Okay. All right. Anyhow, hope that helps you a little bit. Uh, what do we got? Partagus, black label, six by 60. And, uh, I don't really have anything else to add to that. Yeah. Let me, let me add one other thing. Okay. I met a guy a local fella, I hadn't met him before. He's from around here uh, the other night. And he's a multi-generation, he's a young man. Oh, he's got three little kids. Uh, he's a multi-generation rancher around here. And he has a YouTube channel. And I went and looked at it, and I think it's great. All right? So for you folks who, who are, like, enamored with the ranching lifestyle, and you young people, you young people who are, like, wanting to go into it, and you want the nuts and bolts, not the Yellowstone side of it, not just the riding horseback side, but hay, taking care of water tanks, um, and taking care of cattle in the wintertime, what's it about, selling the calves and stuff. He, he is way more advanced in his videography than I am. And he, he, it's really entertaining and really informative. And so if any of you folks looking for that, it's, um, Wyoming Way. His name is Pete. He's a young man. He's got the three, the cutest little kids that are out there helping him. And you might want to go check that out. All right. Wyoming way. Uh, and it's uh, Pete. And I don't know if he gives his last name on there, so I'm not going to. Um, but if you want to 
if you want to experience the daily actually working grind of a rancher in this day and age, uh, I think you'll find it educational and in entertaining. All right. So I just want to give him a shout out. He's a really nice guy. In fact, we're, we, uh, I bought a half a beef from him. We're going to, we're going to start, we're going to serve his beef at the school this year. Um, local Wyoming ranch raised beef, uh, from him. So anyhow, let me put that out there. Other than that, uh, hope you guys had a good year. Hope you had good, quiet, enjoyable holidays. And we look forward to the new year coming up and, uh, and look forward to seeing how we can learn, how we can grow and how we can become even better. All right. So be logical, be reasonable, be safe and have fun. And we'll catch you guys next time.